So the Washington Examiner put out a report saying U.S. trust in news is world's lowest. Trump loss killed interest. Says the trust in people in the United States have in the media is the lowest in the free world and is likely driving more and more away from traditional news sources. And that's according to a blockbuster study of international media consumption. Says of 29 free nations surveyed in the Digital News Report 2021, U.S. trust in the media ranked 46 of 46. All right, and then it goes on to list how the um, cable TV uh, networks are, you know, at the worst. Uh, goes on to the Oxford University and, and the Reuters Institute for Study of Journalism. Um, their reports, and they're all pretty much saying the same thing. The 164-page report said cable news channels, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, have some of the highest levels of distrust. Nobody trusts these people in the media anymore. And I was saying this uh, before. What happens is this, um, because I was getting on CNN for uh, their 70% dip in the ratings. 70%. they've, They've tanked. 70%. 70%. I was getting on them about that because what happened and you got to give Trump credit for this. What he did was he <clears throat> excuse me, he set the tone by calling them fake news. And they're so stupid instead of adjusting and saying hey, let's try to you know, prove him wrong, at least try to pretend. And this is the thing, this is key. You have to at least pretend like you're reporting real news for anyone to take you serious. But instead, they had actors like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo on there who literally made it so one-sided that even... um moderate liberals were looking at them sideways, kind of like, eh, you know, you guys exaggerate. So what happens immediately? Trump loses, supposedly, allegedly, supposedly. I don't believe he lost the election, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Trump leaves the White House and... Now, look, they no, they no longer have anybody to bash. But the problem is Biden isn't doing anything good. There's no good coming out of the left. So they built their whole entire uh, empire over the past four years on bashing Trump, bashing Trump, bashing Trump. We got to get rid of that Trump. We got get got to get rid of that Trump. Then they get rid of him. Now you got what you asked for. Now nobody's watching. Because if you can't report good news, you got to have the bad. Right? So what are you going to do with Biden? You're going to talk about the border? You can't talk about that because then you'll be proving Trump right. Okay? And the whole racism thing, people are getting tired of that. People are getting tired of this critical race theory crap. What are you going to do? You're going to talk about January the 6th for the next uh, three years? People are getting tired of that, and that's been proven to be BS. I'm just using them as an example, but uh, the Washington Post, excuse me, Washington Post, the Washington Examiner, uh, in their report, um, is saying that no one trusts any of these networks, Fox News included, CNN and MSNBC. They say they have 
some of the highest levels of distrust. Now, to be fair, that may be coming from, you know, opposite of, or opposing uh, political party uh, polars. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, if you ask someone, if you ask a conservative how they feel about CNN, you know what the answer is going to be. Yeah, if you ask a conservative how he feels about MSNBC, you know what the answer is going to be. You ask a conservative about how he feels about pretty much any any news network at this point, you know what the answer is going to be. They don't trust any of them. And the same could be said for a liberal, a little lefty liberal, how they feel about Fox News. So I'm just point, you know, just to point that out. However, there is something to be said for this. If the majority of Americans do not trust the news, and this was one of Trump's goals, by the way. I'm telling you, this man has won in his loss. In his so-called loss, he's winning. I'm going to tell you why. This distrust in the media was one of his goals, one of his main goals, was to prove how fake the media was. And guess what? It worked with me because I believed, I would say the majority, a good 80% of what they were saying about Trump until I actually did my own research. And they would say he said one thing, then I would go back and watch the whole live stream and find out, no, that's not what he said. Or they took it out of context, they lied. And that, that happened on several occasions. Certain um, executive orders, they were claiming he was going to sign, he didn't sign, or they just twisted so many things. And then it, it comes to the point where you don't trust these people at all. It goes from, oh, they may have told a little lie, may have put a little political spin on things too. Now we don't trust them at all. And that's where we are. Getting back to the article here, it says the study looked at a major, excuse me, the study looked at major media consuming nations around the world. Although some such as China and Russia were not included. Well, of course, <laughs> they're not allowed to speak about how they feel about their media or their uh, leaders. Um, but anyway, it says the report noted that news consumption has slumped since former President Donald Trump left office and that all outlets are feeling economic pain. No more than print. Right. So basically what's happened is what, what they just said, Mainstream media is in the same universe, the same uh, spectrum. They're basically, they've become newspaper print. This is what they are now. They're so distrusted that they are being compared to uh, print Newspaper, like who who orders the paper anymore? Nobody. Right? Nobody. And that's that's pretty bad. And this I don't believe, listen, here's the thing. I don't believe this is a trend that's gonna end anytime soon. I think we are watching the complete uh, freefall, destruction of mainstream media. Now, whether that's a good thing or bad thing, I don't know. We're going to find out shortly. But I think over the next couple of years, we're going to see what impact this has. Because right now, they're still smiling in your face. They're still pretending like they're just so happy. Listen, those networks, they're feeling the pain, like this article says. 
They're feeling the pain. Trust me. You think CNN is happy with 70% of their audience gone? The honeymoon is over. I said this uh, back in 2020. When Trump leaves that White House, these people are in trouble. The worst thing that ever happened to them was Trump leaving that White House. They put all their eggs in one basket. And it's a beautiful thing because I'm sitting here watching and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. The honeymoon period is over. You got moderate Democrats. Let me tell you something. Moderate Democrats are sitting back and they're watching this crap that is happening. That, you know, with this critical race theory. Yeah, they're watching this and they're going, uh, this isn't what I signed up for. You know, all this defund the police rhetoric, uh, letting uh, uh, Antifa riot, such as in Portland, where you have the riot response team that just disbanded. The, the entire Portland riot uh, team just disbanded. That might, you know, I don't know, that, that might be something that blows over with extreme leftists. That's not going to work with, that's not going to work with moderate Democrats and they're watching this. Moderate Democrats are not in favor of defund the police. Critical race theory. They're not in favor of these extreme left ideologies and views. They're just not in favor of it. And this is why they're losing trust in the media. Because they're not being honest. And I said before, and I'll say it again. If you're going to be listed as a news outlet, you have to be credible. You have to be in good favor. People have to believe you. And if you're not seen as a news outlet, a credible source, then you at least have to be entertaining. Here's the problem. They are neither. That's why their, their ratings have tanked. And they don't have the big, big bad boogeyman anymore to lie on and to make up, you know, crazy things like, oh, Russia is going to come attack us any day now as long as Trump is in the White House. You don't have that anymore. So what do you have left? Sleepy Joe? You have Sleepy Joe who doesn't know what planet he's on. The man goes to, if he goes to Texas, he might think he's in Florida. Kamala Harris doesn't know her ass from a hole in the wall. All she can do is cackle and laugh at everything. She doesn't know anything. She was one of the least, uh, one. I, I would say, I forget what her exact, poll numbers were when she was running for president, which is laughable now. But she has to be amongst Democrats. I don't even know if she broke 5%. She couldn't even get the African-American vote. Here she is, a black woman, supposedly, allegedly a black woman. <laughs> We don't know what she is. I, I think a couple of months ago she was identifying as Asian or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what she's claiming today. But here you have a woman of color, as she would like to say, who screwed her way up to the top. Nobody likes her. She doesn't even like herself. Uh, I say that kidding. 
kidding you. Um, you you're gonna talk about her? She doesn't know her ass from the hole from a hole in the wall. No one wanted her. You you have a black woman supposedly allegedly, woman of color, who couldn't get the African American vote when she was running for president in a woke society. Where you can't get more woke than black woman in this society. You you have the gender and you have the color. In this woke society that we live in now, everything has to be, you know. She couldn't get that. She couldn't get that. The African-American community remembered her for her time um, as the AG. They remember what she did in California, how many um, young black men she locked up. And from what I've heard, it was quite a few because I couldn't understand it in the beginning. I said, why did, you know, why aren't black people voting for her? Or why, why isn't she um, picking up any steam? This was early on during the um, presidential, you know, Democratic uh, presidential nom- nominations or whatever, the, you know, before the debates. And I said, man, this woman isn't picking up any steam. And then I kind of did some research on her and I saw the comments that black people were leaving in the comment section. And I said, oh, okay, I get it. I get it now. So anyways, you're going to cover her? No. Because if you cover her, then you're going to, because you're, you're left-wing media, you're going to show how horrible she is, even if you do it accidentally. The same thing with Biden. You're going to, you're going to show Biden having these, these uh, press conferences, and he has to pick, you know, whoever they tell him to pick to ask the questions because, God forbid, someone ask him a question uh, that's, off the cuff, or a question that's not scripted. The man may blow a gasket. He doesn't know what planet he's on. So yes, no one trusts the media anymore. Especially when you got Biden up there admitting that he's giving cue cards. <laughs> he's giving cue cards Uh that I don't know, someone gave him, I don't know who gave it to him, but someone gave him cards to tell him what media uh, personnel to call on or to point to to ask him a question. Who's going to trust the media? When you got this blumbling idiot on live television admitting that he's doing, he's the president, though, commander-in-chief, sloppy, sleepy Joe Biden is the president, and he's admitting that he doesn't know. Well, he's admitting that he's being told by someone who to call on so they, the media, can ask him a question. That's why CNN's ratings are down 70%. That's why no one trusts the media. That's why U.S. uh, trust in news is at its lowest. That's why. And it's going to continue to be that way until it plummets all the way down into the abyss. There's going to be 
if they if these if these people don't get their act together in the next two years, these networks are going to be like MySpace. And you might think that sounds crazy, but think about it. 70%, not, listen, not 30%, 40% would be a disaster. 70%. Just let that sink in. So, now Fauci is making the claim that he was always open-minded to the lab leak theory. This is coming from the Daily Caller. Fauci claimed his approach from the beginning was to keep an open mind on the lab leak theory. White House Senior Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci said he was always open to the possibility that the COVID-19 pandemic originated in a lab. Fauci, Fauci claimed he had kept an open mind on the lab leak theory from the beginning. Now, that would have been really nice if he had uh, said that from the beginning. A lot of people's YouTube channels have been Shut down. Um, a lot of backlash. A lot of negative things have happened to people who have tried to bring this uh, lab leak theory to light. Um, YouTube channels have been shut down, censored. Um, Facebook, Twitter. People with huge followings have been shut down because they dared to mention this lab leak theory. And now that the pressure has been put on Fauci to be more uh, transparent, that's just the word we're looking for. Now all of a sudden he's claiming, oh, well, you know, I've always, from the beginning, well, where were you from the beginning? Where were you when they were censoring everyone? Podcasters such as myself were being censored back in the day, <laughs> a year ago. You know, where were you? But anyway, he said that on CBS this morning. Um, he said uh, it is a distortion to claim that excuse me, to claim the idea that the virus originated in the Wuhan Institute of Virology was suppressed. Oh, really? Where the hell have you been, Anthony Fauci? He's saying it is a distortion to claim the idea that the virus originated in the Wuhan Institute of Virology was suppressed? Distorted by who? The mainstream media that has been worshiping you and bowing down to you like you are God, because I, I told y'all in the beginning that the whole idea is to get you to worship science. And Fauci has said that he is science. You know, he's, he's actually said that anyone that attacks him is attacking science. So now, uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, Fauci now is making a claim that from the beginning, he was open to the idea that this virus that caused the pandemic on the world for a whole year, he was always open to the idea that it may have came from the lab. That would have been nice to know a year ago. But this is pointing to, let me make this point. 
this is something that people must understand. You cannot let these fascist dictators control the narrative. You cannot let them control the narrative because this is what they do. This is what they do. They throw lies out there. They repeat the same lie over and over again. Operation Mockingbird, right? They just, they parrot one another over and over and over again, right? They repeat the same thing. They repeat the same thing. And then what they'll do, as in this case, a year later when the truth comes out, they'll talk about it for a week or two. And then they try to move on to the next big story. Now, you've already repeated this lie for a whole year. Now that the truth has come out, you're just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, things happen. Let's move on. Let's, let's, this is what they want to do. Let's just go back to, uh, back to normal. Who cares, you know, at this point? You know, they, they, they play these games. All last year, it was Trump's fault. This is why I'm not letting anybody slide, by the way. I'm not letting anyone slide. Um, because I caught a lot of flack last year. Everything was Trump's fault. Oh, this is all Trump. This is the Republicans. It's the Republicans' fault. If only everyone would wear their mask and socially distance. And I said, first of all, the damn mask don't work. That has come out. Because I remember from the beginning they said that. From the beginning. Damn mask don't work. Uh, number two. Um, there was no exact science on this socially distancing crap that they came up with. Okay? It's all BS. I knew that from the beginning. And a lot of other people did too. Uh, but they were censoring anyone with any a um opposing opinion. All right. I'm not gonna let people get away with this. I'm, when I say people, I mean the general public. I'm going to constantly, every time I get a chance, throw this in here because people have got to learn to stop trusting mainstream media and science. They got to stop trusting people like Fauci and Gates and these people. They got that. They have to learn. So, yeah, we're going to annoy you. I say that we get out there and we just annoy the crap out of people I think that all the independent podcasters, journalists, media personalities, whatever you may be, I say that we never, ever stop talking about this, ever, ever, because this was pushed down, this this was pushed on us for a whole year. The, the names that we were called, uh, the way that they claimed that we caused the spread, people like us, the conspiracy theorists. No, you're not going to get away that easy. You're not going to just say, oh, well, you know, things happen. No, hell no. No, 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 no. We should never let Fauci off the hook. Never. Ever. Um, I'm going to go back to the article here. It says, even if you lean, this is a quote from Mr. Fauci. He says, after claiming, after making a claim that, uh, that, uh, the information wasn't suppressed about the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He goes on to say, and I quote, even if you lean Um, Even if you lean that this is more likely a natural occurrence, we always felt that you got to keep an open mind, all of us. Now, wait, what are you talking about, keep an open mind? The media literally forced, fed, 
everyone. They force fed everyone with an opinion. And that opinion was, this was Trump's fault. Somehow this was Trump's fault. And this virus spread because people didn't social distance and wear masks. The origins of the virus, they claim, came from a bat and from from the um, Wuhan wet markets. That was the claim. And they talk about a lab, the Wuhan lab. Oh, that was that was immediately shut down. You would immediately get censored. So what are you talking about? Keeping an open mind. Why didn't you, Mister Fauci? tell YouTube, Google, right? Why didn't you tell Facebook, Mr. Zuckerberg, Twitter, Mr. Dorsey over there to stop censoring people who asked the question, a legitimate question, did this virus originate from the Wuhan lab? Where were you a year ago with your open mind? That you claim you have. Right? He claims, um, I'm going to continue with this quote here from Anthony Fauci. We didn't get up and start announcing it, but we said, keep an open mind and continue to look. So I think it is a bit of a distortion to say that we deliberately suppressed that. That is absolute B.S. That is BS. And then the, um, you know, the daily caller goes on to mention how they claim that the Trump administration um, was going to investigate the lab, but they call them conspiracy theorists. And you know the rest of the story. But um, we cannot let this slide. Never let this go. Never let them forget. Like they say with uh, 9-11, uh, never forget. Uh, we should never let this go. Uh, what the liberals want to do now is suppress this topic and move on. Just say, oh, we just need to move on and heal. You know, we need to heal as a nation. No, no. To hell with that. To hell with that. No, 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 no. We got stomped on for a whole year. We were called crazy, lunatic, conspiracy theorists, everything else. To hell with you're moving on. We're not moving on. You're going to hold your feet to the fire and hold you accountable. Okay, so the Biden administration wants you to snitch on your neighbors and they're using white supremacy as an excuse for you to do it. Uh, just the most lefty little liberal thing to do. Why not? Um, so anyway, um, as a black man, I know exactly how the uh, liberals get down. They use racism for everything. Um, liberals do this uh, whenever they want to push an agenda. They always use uh, racism. Like, for example, YouTube, uh, they started off with their censorship policies. They started off with censoring white supremacists. And from there, they move to censoring everyone else. It always starts there, okay? So what Biden is doing with the Biden administration, I can't say Biden because it's the people that control him. What he's doing on the surface looks good to a lot of people, but if you have a brain, you understand. Um, they're bringing in... Um, they're bringing in the Stapo. <laughs> they're bringing in um, Nazi Germany. They they they're turning the United States into Nazi Germany. Okay. This is from GOPUSA.com. It says Biden administration encourages Americans to report radicalized family, friends, co-workers. So they want you to snitch on your radicalized family, friends, co-workers, 
um, if they appear to be extremists. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, we do need to combat terrorism, right? Yeah, I know some people think, you know, that there's this huge problem in America. Um, but again, you can't take anything for face value anymore. You have to understand the, the hidden agenda and the, the actual game plan here, the strategy is to work this and to get you used to snitching on your neighbors, telling on your neighbors. Now you might be saying, well, if I feel like my neighbor's a terrorist, shouldn't I tell? If he sees something, say something. After all, what they're really doing is setting the tone, setting the stage for little lefty liberal Karens to call the police or the whatever authority on their neighbors who have uh, opposing political views. This is the strategy of the these lefty. They're not liberals, okay? They're really communists. They're really... They are. They're really communists. And they've shown that over uh, the way they handled the pandemic, the way they censored, um, the way they used big tech to um, to pretty much uh, quiet anyone with a opposing view other than theirs. So what they're going to do is they're going to use this as a political weapon. And more more importantly than that, um, they're going to try to lock up their political rivals. And not just political rivals as in politicians, but citizens. Because that's their main rival. Their main rival are um, U.S. citizens. That's what they really hate. And that's what they really want to, they really want to destroy America. Um, that's why the lockdowns were so important for them. Right, the lockdowns were so important. The um, destruction of the working class, the middle class of America, that was very important for them. All right. Um, so this is another. This is another um, tool that they have. We must combat white supremacy, right? Because in the eyes of liberals, Republicans are just white supremacists. So they can play that game. And trust me, they've kicked that to the black community for years. Trust me, I'm black. I know. I know. I know how the game is played. Meanwhile, it's the Democrats that uh, mooch off of the black community for their votes and then don't do a damn thing for them. Look at Baltimore, look at Chicago. And Trump was one of the first people, if not, well, I would say on that, on this, on the level, as far as being the president, he's the first person I've seen that really stepped up and really said something about it. Like, look, look at Chicago. Look at, look at the murder rate in Chicago. This is not good. Somebody needs to do something about this. But they call him a racist for that. Why? Because they love, when I say they, I'm talking about these, uh, the left, right? Democrats. They love this cycle, this vicious cycle of keeping black people down. Um, not all black people, because not all black people are down, obviously. But I'm talking about those in the ghetto, Keep them down. Keep the crime rate high. Keep the the um uh, the cycle going. Keep the cycle going. Let's keep this cycle going of in prison, out of prison, in prison, out of prison. You know, voting for the Democrats. Them coming to pretend like they're coming to save the day. Meanwhile, they continue to make the conditions worse. Just look at Lori Lightfoot over in Chicago. That's all you have to do. If they really cared about black America, they would really be doing something about black America, particularly the ghetto. 
but they won't. They refuse to. Why? Because it benefits them politically. So this is another thing that benefits them politically. Labeling every uh, citizen that has a, 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 an opposing view to the extreme left, right? Anyone that opposes their communist agenda, their, their communist propaganda, the authoritarianism, anyone that opposes that is going to be labeled a white supremacist. Hell, I'm black and I'm pretty sure they would label me one. Because that's what they hide behind. That's their go-to. And the fact that a lot of black people haven't figured that out, it saddens me. But, you know, I was there at one point, so I can't pretend like, you know, like I've always been aware. I was there at one point too. You know, but they they are um they are definitely going to use this. And this is another reason why, and it says here in the article, um, they're talking about the January the sixth breach of the Capitol. They're gonna use this to attack their political rivals, to label them as extremists, to censor uh, politicians. Uh, all, it, all it takes is a false flag event somewhere, a shooting, a bombing, or anything. A, a false flag event anywhere. Right? And all they have to do is dress up some people to be, I, I guess you can call them white supremacists or, or whatever. Or you they can dress them up to be, I don't know, the Proud Boys, you know, or whoever, whatever group, and say that they're right-wing extremists. They'll take that, use that, and then the next thing you know, um, they're censoring anyone with a view that's different from theirs. That's that's what they did with the six. They they censored Trump because of because of what happened on January the sixth. You don't you think they won't do the same thing? Trust me, they have plans for the future. Their plans is their plans are to bring out um or roll out, I should say, um as many false flags as they possibly can until the world views the right. So everyone is looking at the, the um, Republicans, the conservatives as terrorists. Right. And then they can justify censorship. Not just censorship, but locking up their political. Look, look at what they did on January the 6th. I'm telling you, even people that did not go inside the Capitol, they arrested them just for being there, to be there to protest, which you have the right to protest in the United States of America. And you had little lefty liberals sitting there saying, well, good, lock them all up. For protesting? You, you're celebrating people being locked up for protesting? This is just another political weapon by the Biden administration. Biden administration encourages Americans to report radicalized family, friends, co-workers. This is very personal. Please, this is what they're saying. They want you to report them to the government. And then what they're going to do is they're going to put them on a no-fly list. They're going to be marked for life, monitored, which everyone is monitored anyway, but they'll have that hanging over them. And because of the nature of 
things in this country now, it's very easy for a Democrat to label someone a right-wing extremist or a white supremacist. Very easy. All it takes, I'll give you an example. All it takes is for someone to say, I don't agree with Black Lives Matters. Um, I don't believe, I don't, I don't agree with Black Lives Matter rioting. And someone say, oh my God, this white guy over here disagrees with Black Lives Matter. And they can take that and flip it and say, he's saying Black Lives don't matter. And that's not what he said. But you know how liberals are. Liberals are, you know, they're pretty stupid. So you'll have some that are truly that ignorant, naive. They don't, they don't, they lack comprehension. Anyway, they, they don't know how to comprehend anything. Liberals are pretty stupid when you really listen to them talk and they whine and they cry and they're always offended about everything. They're offended about every, every damn thing offends them. So you can imagine. All it takes is, you know, hey, I don't agree with Black Lives Matter um, flipping over a car or setting a building on fire. Oh, my God. You don't agree with Black Lives Matter? No, that's not what I said. I didn't say I don't, I don't believe that Black Lives Matter. I'm saying I don't agree with the protests turning violent. Oh, my goodness. You are a right wing white supremacist terrorist I must call FBI because the Biden administration told me so we're in this together <laughs> I'm telling you I'm t- hey I'm telling you don't worry they're going to find one for black people too that one's coming don't, don't worry it's coming Somewhere down the road, but they've, they've already um, filled their prisons up with black. Like I see white people all the time talking about, well, what about black people? No, don't worry. They've already filled their prisons up with black people for years. Now they're getting ready to make this into a political weapon. And they plan on using it, even if they don't use it right now. Even if they don't use it right now, just the fact that they're getting you used to the idea. That's the point of it. They get you used to the idea. Trust and believe me. Trust and believe me. So, um, I don't know. I, I feel like um, at this point, the left is already gone. They've 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 jumped off a roof. They they're in the insane asylum, and the White House is being ran by uh, the Looney Tunes squad. All right, so get ready for the uh, COVID nineteen lawsuits. It's coming from Red State. It says fasten your seatbelts. Here come the COVID nineteen lawsuits. And they pulled um, an article from the Federalist. It says, after Indiana University recently implemented a vaccine mandate for all students, parents founded the IU Family for Choice, not Mandates group and filed a lawsuit Monday against the university. The publicly funded university sent an email to a faculty staff, to all, excuse me, to all faculty staff and students announcing they are required to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. According to a press release, the university threatened employees who do not want to take the vaccine, noting that if they refuse it, their employment will be terminated. Um, it says also uh, students who refuse the vaccine will lose access to all IU systems and have their class registration revealed. They will be revoked um, for not taking the vaccine. Employees will be terminated. Um, so you can expect these lawsuits to fly. Um, it's going to get interesting. 
Uh, I don't know who's going to listen. Um, but I tell you what, in the next six months, you're going to see some major, major lawsuits. And it's the only thing that people can do to push back against this tyranny, you know, and these draconian laws. Um, this is going to be very key. If, if we don't push back now, if the people don't push back now, we have no choice going forward. Um, the reason why I'm constantly reporting on these um, draconian laws and, and these vaccine mandates is because I understand that the whole point of the, the vaccine rollout as far as the mandates are concerned, the federal government is not going to demand that everyone get vaccinated. No, but what they're going to do is they're going to pretty much step back and encourage the private sector, these universities. Um, well, Dave, the universities have been really, really um, draconian, like literally just all across the country. These universities are pretty much just saying, you know, you don't get vaccinated. You don't come to school. You don't, you know, you can't attend university if you don't get your vaccine, your vaccine. Um, even the New York Knicks had it set up. Yeah. The New York Knicks basketball team had it set up where you cannot. The New York Knicks basketball team could not advance to the second round if their players were not vaccinated. Or the players that were vaccinated could play in the second round, but the players that weren't vaccinated could not play. Something along those lines. Okay. We got to push back. We got to push back. Um, the GM for the Buffalo Bills flat out said on Twitter, if it was up to him, he would just release all the players that refuse to get the vaccine. These are, there are people running around speaking like this out in the open. And some of these people are in powerful positions and they could put uh, these kind of uh, regulations in play and force this on their employees. Um, this is a very dangerous um setting plus you have people in power in news media who refuse to report on uh not only vaccine deaths but um adverse uh reactions that take place all right they act like the virus doesn't even exist so my thing is if the vaccine is so effective, then why are you worried about people that don't take it? And don't tell me about mutation, because if you're telling me that me not getting the vaccine is a danger to you and you have the vaccine, then what was the point you taking it in the first place? These are the questions they don't want to answer. Um, when you talk like that, they just say you're a conspiracy theorist, you're crazy. And, you know, that's just something people such as myself is going to have to deal with. Um, so anyways, um, bi-weekly testing um, for those who refuse to take the vaccine, um, it says here in this article. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find it here. Um, it speaks about how they're trying to implement, and this is what's happening in the NFL as well. Um, players that are not vaccinated will be subject to, I believe, either weekly or biweekly vac vaccination. I mean, excuse me, but weekly or biweekly testing until they get their vaccination. Um, 
So anyways, um, it says biweekly testing, you're required to test. This is no different from the vaccine passports that are cons consistently uh, being threatened. It says message received. We do not trust you to be able to take care of yourself, to understand information and advice from your doctor. So you have to prove you are on board with our program. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It says the colleges and universities are not the only institutions overreaching in the halls of the FDA and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Resources. There is a draconian effort to vaccinate children, despite the fact that study after study after study um, continues to show that children rarely contract, carry, or spread the virus. Teenagers have a higher risk factor on all three, but the probability of their survival if they do contract COVID is also higher. And it says a recent study done by the CDC shows this still lower instance of teenagers contracting COVID as opposed to adults. Of 200 teenagers who had to be hospitalized because of COVID, all 200 survived. And then it goes into, this again, this is coming from the redstate.com. Uh, it goes into the TikTok videos and radio spots. The radio spots, such as, like the one I always hear from, um, forget the woman's name. Anyway, Robin, whatever, on... um. Was it Good Morning America? Uh, so anyways, um, it goes into how they're bewitching the children into getting their vaccine shots. You know, on TikTok, they gotta, these children got to see it. And they're being indoctrinated with the don't kill grandma and grandpa mantra, as it says here in the article. So they're basically guilt tripping children. Like if you don't get your vaccine, you're going to kill grandma and grandpa. This is what they're doing. They're guilt tripping. And this is what the, the left does. This is what they, this is what they do. I mean, um, constant guilt tripping. If they can't use race, they can, they can just guilt trip you to death. And this is what they're pushing. But the, we have to push back hard. We have to push back hard and take a stance. Hard. Because the next six months are very, very important. And I'm going to tell you why. In the next six months, what you're going to see after the 4th of July, I'm telling you, you're going to see rhetoric like this. They're going to start saying things like, well, we can't quite get back to normal because certain people refuse to get vaccinated. And they're going to make it seem as if the people that are unvaccinated are holding back progress, which is complete BS. It's complete BS. Many places have already opened up the world is somewhat, or at least at least in the U.S., somewhat going back to normal. Okay? Many of you people have already got your stupid vaccines. You should already feel safe. Okay? Because it's all just a mind game anyway. But the powers that be, the people in control, the people in the shadows, want to push the narrative that we can't quite do everything we want to do because of the unvaccinated. So they're going to try to guilt trip the unvaccinated while at the same time um, putting pressure on the people that are vaccinated to put pressure on the people that are not vaccinated to get vaccinated. They're going to put pressure on employees, give them, uh, excuse me, they're going to put pressure on employers, right? Uh, give them um, 
all kinds of probably breaks, you know, funding. If you, if you force your employees to get vaccinated, there's going to be all kinds of behind the scenes, under the table deals going on to um, entice these employers, right, to mandate that their employees get vaccinated. Either get vaccinated or you get terminated. And that's going to be the uh, mantra. That's going to that's gonna be the theme after the 4th of July. Mark my words. Mark my words. And Biden has already said as much. He said the unvaccinated will pay the price. Those are Joe Biden's words. It is very important. It is imperative that we push back now. Set the tone now. Do not let them, um, do not let them um, set these mandates in place and think that they can do it and get away with it because they, they feel like if they can somewhat get away with it, they're going to push even harder in the very near future. We have to push back now. And I mean right now. We have to take a stand and let them know we are not going to be bullied. We're not going to get bullied. And we're not going to let you push us around. Because if you don't take that stand now and start filing these lawsuits now and let them know that there's repercussions to their actions, then they're just going to roll us, run over us. They're going to run over top of us. And you're going to find yourself living in a world where you can't get a job, you can't um, enter any stores, you can't do anything without getting that damn COVID vac- COVID-19 vaccine. Do not let them push you around. 